Welcome, everyone, to the Being Church Podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Tom. I'm Melissa. Uh, Elisa, I wrote a book. I know. I, <laughs> for everybody out there, I'm, I kind of strong-armed him into this. I co-authored a book. Yeah, because I love words. As many of you know, I love words. And I not only love speaking them, but I love writing them. And so people who I know who write books are very much hashtag goals for me. And so you could write a book. Yeah, I will. And Junior keeps saying that. And I was like, yeah, but God has to tell me what to say first. I'm not, Mm. I am passionate about a lot of things, but I'm not passionate about any single thing enough to write a a good novel. Yeah. Um, but so when you wrote this, I was really, really excited and you get to present it. Yeah. So, uh, a girl I went to grad school with and I wrote this book called the art of accompaniment theological, spiritual, and practical elements of building a more relational church. It's a long subtitle. It's basically, it's a big church. I actually love that. It's a church document. Yeah. Um, But we, uh, we paired up with this group called the Catholic Apostolate Center, who, uh, who's priest and um, your husband's here. Is that your husband? Do you want to go say hi to him? No. Yeah. No. What's up, dude? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Go to, Okay. Uh, it's it's okay. It's fine. We just looked out of the window and my husband was just (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) Um, so we teamed up with this group called the Catholic Apostolate Center, whose, uh, whose team I know from undergrad, they're Washington, based in Washington, DC. And, um, I'm really passionate about evangelization and walking with people in their faith journey. And so, uh, they proposed this project to me and I was like, yeah, sweet. I'd love to do it. Uh, and so after about a year or so of working on this, um, resource, uh, it got published and it's pretty cool. And it is a resource. It doesn't read like a spiritual, it's not like a Henry Nouwen book or anything. It's, it's like a church document. It's a, it's a resource, but it's really important. Yeah. So as long as I have known you, you and I have lots of conversations on a lot of different topics. And one of the things that has come up plenty of times is this idea of accompaniment. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us what exactly that means? Sure, yeah. So it's uh, accompaniment has been in vogue long before Pope Francis. Pope Francis has made it really popular. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of people, when they hear this word accompaniment, they think of like, of Pope Francis. Basically, um, I think uh, of Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, when you think the word accompaniment, you should think of walking with another person, uh, just being next to another person. And, and the journey is, uh, the faith journey, walking with someone as they discover who Christ is and what God is calling them to do. Um, the, there's a strict definition from the text. Uh, it says accompaniment is a broad term that refers to a relationship between two or more people who share mutuality and reciprocity in the spiritual life. In other words, one who accompanies is a steadfast spiritual friend, ready to support, encourage, and listen to the other in all circumstances. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of room in that word for all sorts of intentional relationships. Okay. But basically at the core, it's accompaniment is intentional relationship. Okay, but let me, okay, let me go back. So go back to your definition. Yes. Because I think it's sometimes when we, when we think about walking along a faith journey with somebody, it can become a very paternalistic type thing. Like, oh, I am so very holy and I hang out at church 
98% of my life. Yes. And so let me enlighten you. Right. And in that definition that you gave, I thought I heard something like it's reciprocal. Mutuality and reciprocity. That right. was really important for when we were writing this. Uh, so the whole, the whole church is talking about accompaniment, which makes this resource really timely. But also a lot of people have a lot of different ideas about what it means. Correct. And so it, we zeroed in on that, like, well, it's not just me to you relationship. The church has this, uh, this term called mentor, right? And so originally we were talking about it in sort of like a mentor and apprentice sort of way. Um, but after we sort of did some research, um, people tended to say exactly what you're saying. It sounds like that relationship is, let me tell you about what you should be like. And there are situations in life where we need that, right? We need to be taught. But the idea of spiritual accompaniment, of this relationship of accompaniment, is not that. Uh, it is that, sure, someone could be very experienced in matters of faith and someone could not be, but each person has something to offer the relationship. You know what this reminds me of? Um, I Does recently, that make sense? Oh, absolutely, okay. because in I would say in the last two years, I have learned um, a a more truer definition of the word charity. Yeah. And so, um, when we go and we help the poor or we love our neighbor or we clothe naked, all these, um, works of, of mercy. Um, there can also be this, this inclination or this, um, danger really in going into something like I am providing something for you. And I've learned by watching people who are very, very good at this, mm-hmm. um, that is, it is an exchange. It is going into this thing, whatever it might be, a mobile loaves and fishes run, a whatever it is with the posture of, I have something to give and yeah. you have something to give right equally i can learn something from you and you can learn something from exactly me. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it it involves uh seeing the other person's life experience even if they don't spend any time in a church right and seeing that that experience holds value too well and i think what is key is it requires humility right a right. Post- both both things require a posture of humility you're going into 100%. it um like i'm I don't know all there is to know about it. Yeah. And one of the, one of the critiques we get a lot um, about this idea and this word and this book is that, uh, well, it sounds like a lot of meandering BS. It sounds like accompaniment sounds like um, approval for everything, right? Right. Oh, you, you aren't following the gospel. You aren't following the ways of the Lord. I'm going to accompany you anyway. Uh, yes, but also not at all. Right. Um, there's a second sort of definition it accompanies the first one. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> it says that spiritual accompaniment, Tork. and I believe that spiritual accompaniment is intentional relationship that is oriented toward a definitive direction of growth in holiness and transformation in the person of Christ. So all of this work of walking with someone, it's not just to be friends. It's a spiritual friendship that is oriented towards Christ. It reminds me of uh, the scripture passage of, um, you know, running the race well, right? You run the race that Paul says, run, I've run the race. You run the race with people who have the same goal, the same finish line. And that finish line 
is Christ. And so in that relationship, although there is mutuality and reciprocity and you are allowing that person to be themselves, each person also commits to calling the other person to holiness, to saying, yeah, I know you've been struggling with this thing, whatever. Uh, But remember, you've said to me that you want to be like Christ. Right. You know, I want to encourage you and, and tell you to change your life and yada, yada. Right. It also happens in the context of, of friendship. Right. It's not just like you pick somebody, like you pick yeah. a pet project. Yeah. That person looks like they need more holiness. No, I think I'm it, the one to give. I think it's a, it requires a lot of relationship building, a lot of foundation in order to, to get there. Um, so, yeah. So what, how does this apply to our St. Louis, you know, before we began, I was like, okay, right. we try to encourage and inspire what it, on this podcast, what does that look like for, uh, just an, an 11, I'm an 1130, um, mass goer. Yep. I sit on the right side. Yep. I used to sit on the left side. Right. But now I sit on the right side. People are like, this is a cute idea, but how does this work? <laughs> right. right. And there's about, you know, I don't know, hundred pages in here. 115 pages in here about how to apply this stuff. Um, because that's, that's the temptation with all this church stuff. It's like good idea, good ideal. How do we make this happen? So I would say two things particularly, um, one, uh, to make this stuff happen, the environment needs to be like well-prepared. There needs to be an opportunity to grow in friendship and basic relationship before this can happen. Got it. There needs to be, um, people who are committed to Christ and who know Christ is the answer and who want to follow him. And these people need to have this gift of like, I want to share the gospel, right? I want to, I want to call people to live in relationships. So, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done. Um, but all of that, all of this preparation work, all of this preparing the environment work reminds us that this has to happen within a community. Um, because in this community, there are these relationships, there are these, these goals and, and parishes are like number one in my mind, but there can also be schools. It could be families. It could be seminaries. Yeah. Um, it could be diocesan offices, like all of these places, all of these mini communities where Christ is allegedly the center, um, accompaniment can sort of take root and grow. So it takes a lot of like introspection and reflection on like, are we prepared to do this? Am I prepared to do this? The other thing is that um, this is not for a select few people. This is for everybody. It's not just like spiritual accompaniment is only for the priests and the bishops and, you know, the deacons. Deacon Will is amazing at accompaniment. Uh It's for you and me. And it's not just for church workers. It's for every person in the pews. By our baptism, we are given the grace and the gift to walk with one another on our journey. That's like what being brothers and sisters means, right? Right. Like to walk with one another. Um, So to start by talking about practical application, which is hard to do on this podcast, especially since we're, uh, you know, constrained by time. um, It's hard to do because there's a lot of details, but I would say that to begin, you need to know that like it happens in a certain context within a community and it's not an elitist sort of uh, job position. It's for all of us. We're all called to do it. Um, so that's, that's how I would begin to talk about like, how so you said something interesting, uh, before we started, you said that this is possible in families. What would that look like? Uh, I mean, the thing about this is that there's no, no one way to define it, right? The way to define it is to say it's a relationship that draws you towards Christ, that challenges you to grow. And so, 
I mean, I envision, so I, I, my family situation was like, I was the youngest of three by a long shot, right? Like there's like seven years between me and my sister and 11 between me and my brother. So, and my parents were around, of course, but like it, when I grew up, it was basically like me and the dog. Right. Yeah. And I had a lot of relationships with older people, uh, like just talking to my parents, they were older. So we had a lot of mature conversations. I got along with older people. Um, but I see this relationship of accompaniment really taking root between siblings, um, and then between parents and kids. And you're, you're really passionate about that too. Like parents talk to your kids, get involved in their lives and, and ask them, not only like, what did you do at school and who's this cute boy you're talking to, but like, right. what is God doing in your heart right now? You know, where do you see Christ in your life? Just asking these questions to have conversations and to be committed about it. Right. Because yeah. Anyway. So that's actually really powerful because I don't ask questions like that. Like we talk about, we do a lot of liturgical t- living in our house, you know, like, oh, this is this feast day. Let me, it's a, a very much a kind of like a teaching. Yeah home of like, what color are we going to see when we walk into mass? And what does that mean? Well, and I think it's, uh, that's good. That's a good start. Yeah. But I love that question. Like, where are you seeing Christ in your life right now? Yeah. And then to share it back. Yeah. Right. Because of that reciprocity to say, well, that's really interesting, you know, and not to obviously with parents and kids, there's like things you should share and things you shouldn't for parents. Right. Like, but I think it's important in all my wisdom. I think it's important for kids to see their parents sort of struggle. Oh, you know, yeah. I think it's important for kids to see that like, oh, it's not all roses and butterflies, right? But then to to know that like, but I rely on Jesus to help me answer these questions and to, to guide me through these difficult times. Um, so yeah, I, I think families are, actually, I really hadn't thought about that before today. Like families are an essential place right. where this- It's almost ideal because yeah. that relationship- I mean, you would hope, right, that that relationship um, aspect of it or portion of it is already kind of fluidly happening right? where you can now begin this conversation of like we're, our journey and our walking yeah. with and to Jesus. Well, and, you know, to apply it to like a Catholic school, whether it's a grade school or a high school, this relationship of accompaniment between student and teacher would be really important, but also between teacher and teacher and principal and teacher, right? To, to be intimately involved in a spiritual way in someone's faith journey. You know what that, that's very interesting, man, this is, this is taking me in like a direction I didn't. Well, yeah. Cause see the goal of this resource is not to say, here's the answer to all of the issues. It's to say, here's the proposal, right? We challenge you to apply it in all of these different situations. So speaking from an educator as an educator, because that's what my background is. Um, I only, I only taught in, in public school and Mm -hmm. you know that I have a huge passion for public school, but, but I can see what the value would be on a, on a Catholic campus. If two teachers committed to, um, encouraging each other in this relationship, um, towards Jesus, Mm -hmm. like you're, how fruitful could it be if you had somebody on campus that you knew was going to encourage your faith life? Because it's a dogfight. I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah. I can tell you that um, educating is exhausting, and so to have somebody and it's kids all day, right? right? Which can for a lot of people, it's like I talk to children all day. I'd like to have an adult conversation, please. right? And also, now that I think about it, in my work as a church minister, I can, I can 
in my brain think of, even though there wasn't a word for it, I can think of one to three people in the last 15 years that have been instrumental. Like, yeah, we were colleagues. Yeah, we worked hard. But when it was like, I'm struggling with this, or mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Or this really is is tough for me. These are people who um, accompany me or have in, um, and, and the fact is, is some of them have moved on from here and they have left an enormous mark yeah. on, on my spirituality. Yeah. Right. So exactly. I can see this. I have seen practical application of this without even really knowing that's what they were doing. If we reflect on this, a part of writing this book, the, the priest who runs this uh, group asked us to do a lot of reflection and he said, um, reflect on your own faith journey. And he's like, and I bet you that you can think of a couple of people who have been instrumental in your faith life. Those are people who accompanied you. And I could, I mean, it was, it was my, my parents obviously, but like my youth minister from high school, um, it was several teachers. It was one particular professor at college. And you know, it's just like, and as I continue, it's, it's my wife. It's, it's all these people who say things and do things and who know me, and who can challenge me to go deeper. So, so these relationships are, they, they come and go right at different times in our life and that's okay. Um, but they are so impactful. So are we to seek out people to accompany? Is that what you're saying? So that's, that's really interesting. And I think there's a delicate balance there because, um, it's like, Hey, be friends with me. Let's be friends. Yeah. Let's go to coffee, blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm it on has, my way to accompany. Right. Doesn't it, it has evolve to happen naturally, organically? It has to happen naturally. Yeah. I think anytime you try and take something by the horns when it comes to like relationship, uh, you got to be careful. <laughs> right. I think, I think God calls us to these individual relationships um, for a time. You know, that's just, that's also just me. But uh, all this has to be done in prayer. All this has to be done in discernment. And yes, we are all called to it, but it is also true that there is a proper way to do this sort of intentional relationship. Right. And so it's up to each of us to receive formation, not just in like apologetics and matters of faith, but in like listening. Yeah. How, do, how do I listen well? You know, right. how do I not judge somebody when they present some idea to us that's like, if right. that's appalling to us, how do we continue to listen in that relationship? How do right. we offer them Christ's love and Christ's words, even if we don't agree with what they're saying or what they're doing, you know? So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gentle dance. It's a gentle dance. Right. So there may be people already in our life where we're capable of, of maybe not taking it up a notch because that sounds weird, but like we already have a relationship established and it would just make sense to, to have this exchange of walking together in a more as a, as disciples. And I think that sometimes we can accompany people without even knowing just by our witness. Right. Like if you think about people at work, maybe you're living your life in such a way in your cubicle that it makes people go, oh, wow, you're just by being a witness, you can accompany. Because not everyone's good at like one-on-one conversations right. and relationships, but we all have a way that we can do this uh, apostolate of accompaniment. Uh, An apostolate just means like it's for all the baptized. All the baptized are called to this. So just like a final, I mean, a final point, unless you have questions. No. I, I think that um, it's my opinion and it's our opinion who wrote the book that like this, this work is, um, it should be done 
the best in the parish. Uh, so do you remember when Pope Francis said uh, the family is where the children, children learn how to say, like, I love you and thank you and I'm sorry and right. all that stuff. Basically, he's saying that, like, the family is this small unit, this community, where children learn the intricacies of relationship, how to navigate relationships. In the same way, I think that, and this is my really passionate contribution to this work, is that um, the parish is the place where accompaniment should happen the best. Because uh, it's the locus, it's like the cell of where God accompanies humanity in the modern world, right? Accompaniment is happens all through scripture. Like the pillar of fire in the Old Testament when the Israelites are leaving Egypt, right? God accompanies his people as he walks them out. Like it happens all over. The, the road, road to Emmaus. The road to um, Emmaus, which is our, our guiding yeah. image in this work, right? Jesus is walking with his disciples and he spends time with them even though they're walking the wrong way. <laughs> and he preaches the gospel to them and then they change direction. Right. They walk toward Jerusalem, right? right? That is what accompaniment is all about. And so why not in a faith community where we preach the gospel, why shouldn't this happen? Here? I think because the assumption is we're doing it. And coming to mass and sitting next to a person, the same person, it Sunday after Sunday is that's not what this is. Well, and maybe we're doing it in small ways. Right. But but the whole idea behind this is to intentionally, blatantly say, hey, I want to be in a spiritual relationship with you. Maybe that sounds weird. But to yeah, say it, I would creepy. I really <laughs> I really wanna, you know, I, I wanna walk this faith journey with right. you. Can you check in with me? I wanna check in with you. Like, right. let's talk about this stuff. But that is and like let's challenge each other to, to grow towards Christ. And that's after uh like establishing a relationship. Yeah, don't that's sit not next like... to somebody at mass and do that. But I want to enter a spiritual relationship with you with this random person. Right, exactly. No. I mean maybe it is, you know, maybe it's a, you know, if you're a school parent, maybe maybe it's someone that you've you've had a couple conversations with and you're like, "Hey, you know, I need an accountability partner." That's a common phrase that a lot of people use, right? I like use, it. Right? I like accountability partner. Yeah, but but the challenge of this special relationship is like um it's not like Hey, you're struggling with this addiction and I need to check in on you. It's no, let's check in on each other. Yes. Right? I, I like it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and we also realize that like parishes are different all over the, like even in Austin, like we've got a variety of different communities. Right. And so the whole, the idea of this accompaniment thing is that like it can happen in different cultures, in different communities. And it happens in different ways. In it looks cultures. different. It looks right. very different right. according to the people who are doing it. So, uh, so it's it's really nice that way because it it it's all encompassing and it's it's for everyone. Um, so yeah, the parish it should happen the best in the parish, and yeah, and it's important not to wait for Tom, the adult evangelization person, to like start a uh, you know a small group ministry where it's like this is how you accompany people. It's it's really up to each of us to. Uh, to grab it by the horns and to take initiative with the Holy Spirit and um, and do this in the way that God is calling us to do it. Well, I'm really excited that you're going to get to present this. Um, I think that it's really important that you guys put some kind of meat and structure yeah. into, into this idea that's kind of been circulating um, because it does allow for all of us to step into our baptismal call and um, have fun. Yeah. This is yeah. like baller status that you're going to, who's going to be there? I'm excited. Uh, so there's a couple of other keynotes. Timone Davis is going to be a keynote. She's a really great Catholic speaker. Cardinal Tobin is going to be there. Um, it's called the Mid-Atlantic Congress. It's in Baltimore. So pray the for Cardinal. me. Cardinal. 
Yeah. By the time this comes out, I will have, we will have done our presentations. So pray for me, I guess. Prayer, does prayer work retroactively? Maybe that can be a topic. Sometime. I will just pray that you have a, <laughs> a fun and safe trip on the way home. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link to the book below. If you want to purchase it, that's fine. It, you don't have to. Um, it's also available online. I think uh, it reads like a church document, but it might be insightful and encouraging for you to read. So thanks for joining us uh, today. We're hoping that you have a great weekend. And if you liked this episode or any of the episodes that we've done, you can help us by liking um, and subscribing so that we go straight and pop up as soon as uh, one comes out. It'll download to your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, know that we're praying for you and that we are so uh, proud and happy to be part of this parish. And go be church. 